y'all. Welcome to episode 46 of the Brave Birds Pod. I hope y'all missed us because vacation was amazing. Long needed. How was y'all's week? Uh, pretty solid. Braves uh, had an overall good week. and I had an overall good week and I'm about to go back on vacation. Nice. Where are you going? Uh, well, we're going back. We're going to Richmond and then uh, the following week we're going to uh, Charleston. Oh, that'll be fun. Um, is that where Alex's family lives? Is Richmond? Her family lives. So she has an aunt and uncle that live near Richmond. And then her parents live in Hot Springs. But we're flying into Richmond to get there. Ah, okay. Cool. But all right. Um, happy All-Star Week. All-Star Game is actually about to start. We're recording on Tuesday. So I don't know if I'm still boycotting it or not because of last year. But, you know. I watched the home run derby, which was really good. Uh, Soto, Soto got the win. Last year is all fine. Last year is all fine because they had to watch us in the World Series in Atlanta. Very true. Very true. Which was great, great um, karma on Manfred. But since since we're talking about All Star, honestly, let's just get into the Braves. Um, let's see. It was. Last time we talked, we finished our series with the... Or, we were on game two of Cardinals when we won 7-1. to So, game four or game three, we won 3-0. Game uh, four, we sadly lost. Um, Max Fried had his ninth win in that uh, game three win. AJ Menner had his second save. Winning 3-0. How else did we do? Both Azuna and Rosario got home runs. That's right. That was a good game with Rosario getting that home run. But that was really it. And Darno, of course, got an an RBI, and Riley got two hits. But yeah, I lost three two. That's when, assuming, oh, that's when Tyler Matzik got the L. Oh, that hurt. Just having him having him give up into eleven. But hey, it was into the eleventh inning, so can't get too too mad at that. Then we hosted the Nationals, swept them, beat them 12-2, 4-3-4-3. So wh- which game was it we almost gave up? Yeah, game uh that was the second or the first four to three win. We were up four to one in the fifth inning, and then we gave up two runs in the seventh and the eighth. Or like one run per inning, so that was kind of a nerve wracking. Um, after that, we hosted the Mets. Uh, I the games that we needed to have our aces out there, they just didn't perform. But I am going to rant. Real quick about that, the Max Scherzer, Max Freed uh, rubber match. So it was a great game till the eighth inning. Max Freed, I know he didn't have his stuff, but he only let up two runs, which is insane for not ha- not having like your stuff, like not being able to have the control of the ball and still only letting up two runs and five hits and getting five strikeouts. He had five walks, which is the most I think he's had all year. But 
So then that's close to his like season total. Oh, I know, right? Like I was like, he just doubled his walks in one game, which five walks in one game being your double, that's legit. <laughs> um, Dylan Lee then came in and relieved him after the fifth inning. Uh, so Dylan Lee pitched for the sixth and seventh inning. My only question, because that we were down two to one going into the eighth inning. Why did we put one of our worst pitchers in when we're down 2-1? Hadn't we used a lot of our other bullpen recently, but not him? So, because the games before that were against, let's see, Nationals. Ian Anderson went 5.1, Dylan Lee went 0.2, O'Day 0.1, Matzik 1.2, Chavez 2.2 innings, then McHugh 2 innings. So, I mean, really the only other options there are Matzik, who we have been limiting his use since he came back from injury. Uh, Chavez, who eh, might have done better, might have done the same as Dylan Lee. Well, and... Dylan Lee, I'm not worried about. Dylan Lee did great. He did two innings, didn't give up a single run. It's Darren O'Day. Yeah. He is the, he's the one I wonder why we put him in. Because he gave up a run. And he... Honestly, I don't think he's a great pitcher. I feel like he should be out there when we're down 5-1 to one or so, not when we're down 2-1. Yeah, and Scherzer had a phenomenal night that night, of course. Oh, yeah. I remember when that game was going on, all like I was saying was if we can get past Scherzer and have it as a close game, like we can get this. And we finally got a run off of him. We got like two or three hits in a row. Yep, Bradley got the home run. One. And I'm like, okay, in my mind, like, we can do this. And then before we even made it to, like, Scherzer actually being out and seeing their pitcher, they stacked on more runs the next inning. Yep, because uh, O'Day came in, let up a homer to Luis Gil- Gilmer- Gilmore. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's, But he has, like, a one, he has like a 140 batting average when he hit that home run. And that was his second home run of the year. And then Pete Alonso... Uh, reaches on fielder choice and bats someone in in the top of the ninth against Stevens. Stevens, I mean, that's fine with sending him in after O'Day let up a run when we were down three to one. Stevens isn't a ter- isn't a bad pitcher. He has a three point one four ERA, so I will definitely take him out there. But I feel like O'Day just shouldn't have played that game. But I'm not the I'm not the coach, so what do I know? Uh, we then sadly lost. Well, we did win game two. Freaking Strider came out. Had a phenomenal game. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he had a phenomenal game. He had he let up five hits, one run, eight strikes. Strikeouts, the only thing is that he went 4.2 innings. So he couldn't get the win. Oh, that was so sad that he, he was he was at like 103 pitches through 4.2 which isn't that good he was just letting a lot of traffic granted he only let up five hits and two walks but i completely understand of why he did take him out which we did win and we put in our good bullpen because matzik came in and that's when we got or that's and he got the w colin McHugh, and then mentor came in and got the save so we are sadly, we lied to you. We aren't in first. We're two and a half games behind still. But we should have been. It was a tough series. 
but hey, we still have, uh, let's see, there's a five game series, um, August 4th through 7th. And then we got a four game series, 14th through the 18th of August. And then I think we they end with them. Or no, we end right before them. Our second to last series is against the Mets. So we still have 12 games at against home. them. At home, too. So our nice. last two series against them will be at home, which is nice. But the five-game series is in New York. So that'll be a tough one because we have a doubleheader against them on the 6th. We play at 110, then 7-10. But otherwise, after that Mets series, we went back, or we got the Nationals again. We went up there, won three games, lost the fourth one, sadly. Strider did not have a great outing, that that loss. Oh, that was sad to see. Hey, we got three, though. But And honestly, like, Washington has a couple decent players. Bell. And if, they, if we go 75% against them... That's fine, because that means if we were to play them in a best of five, we win in, in the first three games. Yep. Honestly, Josh Bell needs to leave like Soto's leaving. He has a 311 batting average. He's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's good. Soto he's, and Bell are like Shohei and uh, Mike Trout on the Angels. They're uh, both, the, no, no, I, they're both the standouts on their team and nobody can back them up is what I'm trying to get at. Oh yeah, Josh like, Bell is also on a one-year contract. So after this year, when Soto's gone, there's a very strong chance he leaves too. Yeah, because yeah, he came from the Pirates for like cheap money, from what yeah. I remember. But it's same... one year, ten million dollars, and after this year, he is going to get a big contract from someone. Yep, but at the same time, um, Josh Bell honestly needs to be a DH. His fielding isn't the best. I know he let up a couple yeah. errors against us. Like some that Freddie and uh, Olsen would have easily caught. Josh just let it go by him. I think he'd be an amazing DH. And then be a backup like first baseman if the team that were to pick him up needs him. So I to mean, be honest. There's a lot of teams that he could be a starter on. Yeah, exactly. Easily. And probably get paid more for how well he's hitting. But that kind of wraps up the series. We got angels right after the all-star break oh it's gonna be a good one we got shohei versus freed on friday i cannot wait for that game but all right let's wrap up the all the first half of the season um we are second in team home runs behind the yankees at 147 we're third in rbis i'm very impressed with that to be honest well, when you hit 147 <laughs> home runs, that's a lot of uh, runs. But uh, some of it, too, is we are fortunate to be in an easy division. I think us uh, and the Mets are blessed to get a bunch of free wins because the rest of the division sucks. Mm -hmm. um, and it helps that we have such good pitching that we get, you know, we spend more time on offense. Yeah, very true. Which is very helpful. Um, but, I mean, yeah, if you're hitting 140, so 147 home runs, and let's say 30% of them have extra runs, that's a lot of extra RBIs. Mm -hmm. So, um, we are also tied fourth in runs with 4.7 runs per game. Um, tie, uh, tied seventh in hits at 8.5 per game. And I was just looking at average. We're at 
248 and tied 10th. The Nationals are tied 10th with us in batting average. Oh, nice. Like, for how bad they're doing, yet their batting average is still pretty good. They just must have terrible pitchers. I mean, granted, they, they don't have yeah. they don't yeah. have great pitchers, and their starter pitchers are okay, but their bullpen is terrible. Their bullpen's awful, and they they did sell a lot of the pitching squad, the pitching core, which was the reason that they won the 2019 World Series. True, like Scherzer's gone. Honestly, he's the only one I remember. I'm just but. glad we didn't have to destroy our team. <laughs> like we're still a competitive team after we won. And we're gonna be it for a little bit because I mean half our squad we have till 2027, 2028. And we have a lot of young players too. Oh yeah. Which is good. And the Braves have been I mean, we have one of the best GMs in the league. I oh, easily. Other people will, you know, say that theirs is better or this guy has a better history or whatever, but after last year uh aa has just done such a fantastic job with getting rid of people we didn't need for cash monetizing certain things getting good deals and obviously last year getting the pickups that we did we said it over and over and over again uh he's fantastic so like that's why we have such a good core on top of that is probably facet a the second facet of our core being so good is because our farm system is fantastic yep and we'll Speak about our farm system in a sec. Uh, let me. I'm gonna get through these real quick because I saw something. We're we're uh our slugging is uh 4.44. We're tied. We're solo second in our slugging, which means we hit lots of extra base hits. <laughs> well, it helps when you have you know the third best home run hitter in the league, and you have the guy leading the league in doubles. Yep, that helps. Very true. But uh, we are tied 11th in stolen bases at 54. We're tied 8th that runs allowed at 4. So that's nice. Um, seven, uh, tied 7th with hits allowed. Our pitching is pretty good. Um, ERA is 3.6. Um, solo 7th. Whip is 1.21. Um, but the ones that stick out to me, Strikeouts per nine. We're tied or we're in third at nine and a half strikeouts per game. So that's a great yeah, that's, stat. That's pretty good. And then um, we are third in home runs, only allowing 80. So our, can I actually say, can I actually say an extra statistic? Of on course. That, on that uh, strikeouts per nine, we have played the most innings. Uh, of it we've pitched the most innings of any team we have 844 like for our starters uh as of right now it says total innings pitched is 844.1 and that is the most in the entire major league oh okay i'm assuming names than other well extra extra innings innings. okay yes yes and i was thinking because i remember uh when we were away mentor uh, got bases loaded and even getting out in extra innings and they scored a run. So I'm assuming that happened is for that it also, point. It, point also one. Helps. it also helps that we lead the entire league in strikeouts. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> so, just I mean, a that's great statistics. stat. Great. Yeah. But real quick, halfway through um, 
our our averages are like I said, averages are pretty good. Swanson two ninety four, Olson two fifty five. He's getting it back up. Riley's gotten it far up. He's at two eighty five, catching up to Swanson. Thankfully, Duvall's gotten his up to two thirteen from when he was like one eighty seven or something when he was in center field, and then. Whereas Rosario has gotten his up from 0.97 to 1.29. Michael Harris is slowly going down, but I mean, that was expected. But it's also, it's still 280. I mean, it's, yeah, it's still nuts. And him yeah. and Strider are still going to have to battle it out for Rookie of the Year for the NL. But, I mean, his fielding alone puts him in the contention, but the fact that he's able to hit as well as he is. He could genuinely get a golden glove. Like, outside of Rookie of the Year, he could get a Golden Glove. Oh, I think he's actually, like, in contention right now for the yeah. center field Golden Glove. Oh, yeah. he's He has to be. He's so he's so good. We're seeing Andrew Jones-esque plays out of him every week. Mm-hmm. And it also uh, looks like our strikeouts for our team are leveling out. Because it used to be Swanson and Riley were way up there. But they've, sl- they've cut that back a lot now that... Olsen's at 100, Riley's at 103, Swanson's at 103, and Duvall's at 101. When it used to be like they were terrible. And I remember in April, Swanson was on on pace to break a strikeout record. Of course, you don't ever want that, but he was, but he changed that around real well. Hey, we take pride in all of our records. Just ask uh, Bobby, or Bobby Cox on the thrown out record. Oh, true. <laughs> And then last couple stats, or I'm going to start with our, or do our starting pitchers, because we have two, two starting pitchers before the All-Star break with double, double digit wins. Max Freed's 10 and 3 and Kyle Wright's 11 and 4. And that's the first time we've had two since I think like 2010 or something before the All-Star break. And then they're both at, uh, Freed at 264 ERA, Kyle Wright at 295. So we are we are doing well in our pitching side. But great first half of the season. Ended 56 and 38, second in the NL East, fourth overall in the MLB, I think. Fourth or fifth. So I'm very happy with where we're at. i it's only uphill from here. I would just like to notice the change in pace when I kept saying at the beginning of the season, give it time. And it said we don't need to worry until July. No, we well, well, you well, you're the one that's saying it's time to worry, and I still don't think it's time to worry. And now I'm saying it's time to worry. I I don't. We have twelve games. We're in a great position. We have twelve more games against the Mets. Yeah, our team is all starting to click on the same cylinders, and I mean, our our freaking rookies—they are only getting better from here. And, and yeah, and I, I, what I meant was there's still plenty of time. It was so early. We were getting freaked out for no reason. And honestly, I'm not worried. Now that it is July, I'm, I'm not worried. Very true. I was freaking out at the beginning. I will say that. But one more thing already did put, or put on our, uh, on our notes page. I didn't count that out. He did already say Austin Riley's third in home runs at 27. Acuna is fourth in steals at 20. And he's played, what, like 40 games? Like, imagine if he was here the whole year. 
Yeah, he pl- he has played in 59 games and he has 20 steals. And then Kenley Jensen is third in saves with 22. And I mean, he missed three save chances that he could have had because he was out on that 15-day uh, IL with his irregular heartbeat. But, Artie, I am going to let you take us into the draft. Yeah, so the MLB draft just happened this week. Um, I'm not going to get into all of our pick, all of our picks because there's quite a few. <clears throat> uh, but just to hi- highlight a couple of them, uh, our first four picks were all pitchers. Now, we've definitely seen what our farm system can do with great pitchers. So if we keep these guys... We may have a fantastic future ahead of us. We have some fantastic pitching. And honestly, if you look at like the Braves players that have all you know, had retired numbers and gone somewhere, a lot of them are pitchers. So we have a great history there. We have great coaches. So uh, just breaking those pitches down, we had Owen Murphy from Riverside Brookfield High School, J.R. Ritchie from Bainbridge High School, Cole Phillips from Bourne High School, and Blake Burkhalter from Auburn University. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then one other notable draft pick by the Braves, uh, simply just because he's uh, hometown is Corey Acton, who played second base at UGA. So I want to talk about Owen Murphy real quick, because he is a two-way player when he was in high school. I mean, we just, he came out of high school, but he was hitting like five, I think it was a 584 batting average in 18 home runs. Like, I, I I, don't think he will be the next Shohei, but the fact that he's coming in as a two-way player with two perfect games and four no-hit games on his on whatever uh, this is his senior year of high school, I want to know how well he's going to do. So, I'll make a take about that. I don't think there will be another Shohei Otani ever, only because, think back to Shohei's first year. Um, he was struggling batting. He was focusing more on pitching, but he was still having to hit. Now that you don't have to have a pitcher hit, if a pitcher comes up and they're not hot immediately, they will never get a chance at that again. So it's going to be very hard to like replicate a pitcher doing that. Very true. But who knows? Maybe he'll like go off. I mean, being in, being in minor leagues, he'll probably get the chance to try the uh, two-way player. But honestly, I kind of hope we f- he focuses on pitching because I know it's high school, but two perfect games and four no-hit games in one y- in your senior year. I, yeah, can, I was uh, about to also say, like, for us specifically, the Braves, we are so deep at DH, and we are going to continue to be so deep, or deep at DH. Like, we have four people that are not in our starting lineup that could easily DH any game. I don't know if we would just want to put the extra stress on a pitcher. Yep. And one of them is in the all-star game. Yes. (laughs) In the start, but yeah. So, I mean, I know it's going to be a couple years before we see probably any of them since most of them are high school besides the two Blake Burkhalter and Corey action since they both came from college. So usually, like Strider, when you come from college, you don't stay in the minors nearly as long as out of high school. But I'm sad we could we didn't get Drew Jones. I'm sad he was super good and got picked second. Uh, give it a little bit. Dansby started on Arizona, and he ended up with us. Very true. 
And he was like, what, the seventh pick of the draft that year? Yeah. If not like, earlier. It all comes around. And especially being a hometown and being Andrew Jones' son, I think they might like actually try and go for him real well or like real hard. Holy crap, this is an annoying stat. Braves have lost the last game of the series in six out of their last seven series. So we just don't know how to close it out. Like, I mean, we win the series minus the Mets, but still so the fact saying... that we can't finish it. Oh, Braves are third in baseball attendance with 1.9 million attendees in an average of 38,000 per game. Our stadium only holds a little over 40,000. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like 41K exactly or something like that. <clears throat> Who's but, that who's this out? Um, I assume probably the Dodgers and maybe the Yankees. But I don't have I don't have that list. It was just notes on on, on my phone that I had. Okay. And then and all right, here's a good Michael Harris stat. In only forty eight games, less than a third of the season, Michael Harris has thirty runs, ten stolen bases, eight home runs, and twenty six RBIs. And he has a couple outfield assists. Like, he is. I'm. I am so happy that we have him. Yeah, he's been amazing for us so far. I'm excited to see where uh, he goes, or like how long, or like what he becomes. Sorry. Yep, and then of course, last last but not least, uh, we got those six with Riley being announced as an All Star. We have six All-Stars, which is the most any team has. Well, we tied the Yankees because the Yankees have six in the AL, but... I mean, did it, is their manager there? Nope. Nope, I don't think so, because they were wanting him fired last year. Losers. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. But, all right, let's get on into MLB. The rest of the MLB, I should say. Um, already mentioned it. Juan Soto won the home run derby last night over Julio Rodriguez. Oh my gosh, that guy is nuts. Like, he is a rookie. He is uh, the fourth youngest player in the league, and he made it to the finals of the home run derby. Like, I think what Pujols did was like a really big story because this is his retirement year. He hasn't been as hot and had a really good showing in the home run derby. Dude, I loved that. He when he, he he got out of the first round, and then I think it was when he was walking up for the second round, everybody, like all the all-star players came around him. It was this really cool picture they had on on the internet, and it's like it touched a lot of people just because I mean he's been in the league for what 20 years? Yeah. And he's like that. just been he's he's gonna be first ballot all of famer easily. And I'm not going to lie, I thought his home run derby this year was kind of a consolation thing to say farewell, and he actually went, because no one expected him to get out of the first round. Not a lot of people did. Especially against Schorber, who was the number, or who was third in home runs. Yeah, and just wild. Which, honestly, I don't understand the home run derby. Why wasn't Aaron Judge in it? Uh, Why wasn't Riley in it? Is it like the dunk contest where like players yeah, opt out of it? Like I, I didn't hear anything about it, but I feel like the Austin home Riley run was a late ad. That's why the home run derby should consist of the top top seven home run uh, 
top like seven home runners, I guess, or the leading home runners in the league up till that point. And then the seventh should or the eighth should be the winner of last year or the year before. I'd be fine with doing like six currently leading and then two fan picks or something like that, because having Pujols in there this year, he's not leading in home runs by any means, but it's still great to see him one more Oh, time. yeah, so, so true. Like that. Yep. And that's another thing I have a bone to pick with MLB. Why is it fan vote to get into the All-Stars? Why is it not the stats that show that you can be an All-Star because you're showing it and you're that good? I've always thought that there should be like a finalist option and fans get to choose the finalist. Yeah. Like if you want fans to be involved, don't just give them every player possible. Give them, you know, like two or three players from each division to be that are finalists. And then we get to choose them. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I I get it. We want to get as much fan participation as possible. Blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Cause it's supposed to be fun and exciting to watch. But at the same time, you still want the guys that deserve to be all-stars to be all-stars. Now, everyone that is that is at the all-star game is good and is probably deserving, but there are other guys every year that get snubbed because of the voting criteria, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, well, I completely agree. That's why I'm not a fan of the fan picks for just the whole time. Like you said, I completely agree with you. Have some of the fans say some of it, but not every single vote. Nah, let the fans vote for uniform color. That's all they get. Yeah, but... um, Rhett, I know you had something to say about the MLB. Yeah, so I was watching a interview earlier with Manfred, which I think, again, makes him look like a fool, but that's nothing new. Um, A reporter asked him if... She or if Manfred believes that owners do not want to pay minor leaguers because they can't or because they don't want to. And Manfred's response, word for word, was I reject the premise that we're not paying them a livable wage when the average minor leaguer makes four thousand eight hundred dollars to fifteen thousand dollars annually. This coming from a guy that made 17 million dollars last year to be the worst commissioner in sports. So like I'm all for minor leaguers making a livable pay or a livable wage. Oh, yeah. A little under $5,000 to a little over $15,000 a year average is horrible. That is ridiculous. That's like not even, you can barely feed yourself on that, let alone pay for freaking rent. No, they all have to work second jobs and something like that, with the exception of like if you're taken in the first round of the draft or like you're a really high prospect, of course you're paid more. But the average minor leaguer is not that. Yeah. unlegible or like unlivable especially in today i just can't wait till he leaves but all right we'll get into the standings of the rest uh we'll start with al east we got yankees of course they're number one 13 games over tampa bay at 64 and 28 they of course have the best best records uh we are right behind them with in home runs they have 157 um, overall in Team RBIs as well. And onto the Central, Twins are two over Cleveland. Guardians are making a run. Don't they, weren't they on like an eight-game win streak at one point? They went pretty far. Yeah, they, they had a good streak. Guardians really came back because they were struggling for a second. Yep, 
So they're 50 and uh, Twins are 50 and 44, two games over Guardians. So Guardians have a good chance to get in. Um, yeah, the the tough part is the AL is very top heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the th- current three wild card are all in the same division. Oof, that's kind of how it was last or was it last year? Or very beginning of this year was when uh the NL West had like three had their like currently currently the teams are the next three teams that are currently there for the wild card are the Rays, Mariners, and Blue Jays. And prior to the Mariners going on their streak, it was the uh, Rays, Jays, and Sox, which are all three in in the the same division. Yep. (laughs) Jeez. But yeah, speaking of AL West, Astros are 59-32, nine game over the raging hot Seattle Mariners. Because they have a 14-game win streak. Man, just just if they were like in the position we were. If they were 10 down with before their 14-game win streak, I wonder what they'd be at. Because I don't know how well the Astros have been doing. But Ast- Astros have been doing pretty well, They've been doing sadly. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, but they still have uh, 19 home runs before they can catch up to us in team home runs because they're third. At 128, second in ERA though, so they have a they have a crazy good pitching staff. And then uh, NL East Mets are two and a half games over us, but we'll we'll cut that down again. Don't you worry. NL Central Brewers are up point half a game over St. Louis. Wow, I didn't know they were half yeah. a game over the Cards. Yeah, that one keeps going back and forth simply based on who's playing who each week. Yeah, that's a that's a tight race, but I um and then the West the Dodgers have it sixty and thirty ten over San Diego, and I think we are six games back of them for the number one place in the NL. So, screw going for the uh going for our division. Let's get the freaking league or the. Let's get the league, not league. Yeah, league. Let's get the National League number one. But a really cool a cool thing about the NL is right now it's two teams from every division are in the playoffs. Like if you were in it now, Mets, Braves are in it, Brewers, Cardinals are in it, and then Dodgers, uh, Padres are in it. Yeah, no, that's really cool. So, but the close races between all the leagues is the AL Central's two games behind or two games between the top two. NL Central half a game, and then us with the East or two and a half. So some of them are going to come down to that last freaking series of the year, probably. So I actually did have for the second half of the season, I wanted to get your guys' predictions on uh, each division that's in that close race. Okay, I'm in. Braves. Okay. So yeah. for the let's let's we all so, know at least we're all gonna say Braves because we're biased, so we'll keep that one out. That's fine. <laughs> AL Central. I you have the twins or Cleveland, basically. Who do you think wins that? I think the twins are slightly better, but the but Cleveland is probably the better scoring team. And the Guardians are just on a hot streak right now. So if they can yeah. keep this momentum up, I, I think the Guardians can take it over. So I'm yeah, going. Go, I'm going Guardians. 
Twins are three and seven in their last ten. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. No, actually, I'm gonna go White Sox. They have the same record as Cleveland. They just have two more losses. That, but they're seven and three in their last ten, whereas the Guardians are six and four. Okay. I think the White Sox can pull it off. But if the Twins turn it around, so my pick out of those two, I'd say Minnesota. But I, who do I want to see win it? White Sox. Okay, you have a very confusing way. Just yeah, so White so Sox based are parties, not gonna get to choose it. Your one team. So, so I'm gonna say White Sox. Zach, no, they have the same. They have the same what? The same record. They have the same record they, as they the have Cleveland the same Guardians. amount of wins, not the same record. That's true. Oh, so they're like two and a half games behind them. They're three games back. They're three games back. Oh, okay. It's a close. It's a close race. I'm going to go with the Twins. Alrighty, I think I'm going to stick with the Guardians, and then for the NL Central, oh, like a true Browns fan, that one's crazy because it's literally been flip flopped like seven times. Um, but Brewers Cardinals, I said Brewers I... before the season, and someone doubted me, and I'm going to say him again. Yeah, it was yeah. me. I'm doubting you. I'm saying yeah, because Will chose the Cubs. Yeah, I, I think the Brewers. Uh, nice. I think the Brewers are the all around better team, but the Cardinals are kind of more exciting to watch. Just because you know. they are. That team's more exciting. Paul Goldschmidt's more consistent. Yeah. I'm saying Cardinals. Yeah, I would say the Cardinals have the better, like, all-stars. Brewers are just a more, like, they're a better pitching team. Yeah. I was going to say, St. Louis, their best pitcher is Adam Wainwright, and he's on his, he's retiring after this year. But I do love St. Louis. Oh, it's a tough one. I I am going to stick with Brewers. But having St. Louis, just thinking of Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, uh, y- uh, Yachty, at Wayne Ray, and Pool- Yachty Molina, Yachty. Yachty Molina, Juan. Yeah. Le- okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Juan Yepes, Nolan Edmond. Yeah. Albert Pujols. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're a fun Big team. Out. St. Louis is such a fun team to watch. But, yeah, I got yeah, Brewers over. Cards. If that's it for baseball. Mariners Wait. over the Astros. You heard it yeah, here first. Mariners over the Astros. <laughs> Orioles are going to win the American League. I would love that. Uh, Orioles have a chance because mm-hmm. they're on like, I know they were on a nine-game win streak at very recently. They're ten and zero in their last ten games. I don't know if it's that. no, they're not. It's not. It's not updated. They lost this past weekend. Well, that just ruined everything. Oh, that's yeah. sad. <clears throat> yeah, the Mariners are the only ones on a long streak right now. But. That being said, the Orioles still have a chance. All right, Rhett, um, take us into the NCAA news I see you put down. Thank you, Ari, for putting that down. Um, (laughs) I did all the notes. (laughs) Oh, you did. Thank you, Artie. We appreciate you. So the Big 12 and the Pac-12 were in talks of a partnership after some unfortunate events befell the Pac-12. That fell through. So now I... I'm just going to predict the Big 12 just takes a big or the Pac-12 teams that they want. So Pac-12 was really the big loser in this. I don't see who they can realistically replace USC and UCLA and the other teams that want out because there has like Washington has said they want out Oregon. I think there's been three of their teams that have not had rumors circulating of them going somewhere else being Stanford, Cal and Oregon State being the ones that were not talked about. But uh, they're just going to fall into disarray. Um, but, yeah, that's all the college football news we have. Oh, actually, one more thing. I need to pull it up. Okay, some sad news out of college football. Oregon's tight end died 
Wednesday. Oh no. Last Wednesday, um, on a cliff diving accident, uh, <sighs> on a lake day. Um, so I mean that's just some really sad news. It's a freak accident, but I just wanted to throw that in there and say that we're praying for his family and everything. Yeah, that hurts to hear. But all right, let's move on. There's some news out of the NBA, but real quick before that, the Hawks. Kyle Korver. Man, I loved him when he was on the Hawks. He is uh, set. The Hawks are set to hire um, Kyle Korver to a role in the front office. Korver spent the, or Korver spent his last season with the Brooklyn Nets as a development head coach or development coach. And when in his time that he played with Atlanta from 2012 to 2017, he made the All Star team in 2015. And he ranks 5th all-time in 3-point field goals made and 10th all-time 3-point field goal percentage. Hey, I still remember when he so, dunked for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm happy that he is uh, he is going to be a part of the Hawks again, even if it is the front office. We also um, just hired a new GM, um, Landry Fields. Uh, and uh, the Hawks promoted former NBA wing Landry Fields to general manager in June. So, got a new general manager. But, Artie, I'm going to let you take uh, take the rest of the NBA. Yeah, so our current NBA news, uh, starting with the offseason, DeAndre Ayton uh, had originally gotten a $132.9 million offer from the Pacers. But, fortunately for the Suns, they were able to match it, and he is staying put. I, I'm going to let, let us kind of break this one down because in my opinion, I don't think he deserves $132 million. Uh, that is just slightly under a Supermax deal. He's fantastic. He's a good player. But he, for the other All-Stars that they have on that team, he does not deserve that amount of money, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. I honestly don't know he a whole a, lot about him, so I'll let you take it. He's a good player. He's experienced. He's a vet. He hasn't even made the all-star team. He's not an all-star. No. That, that's my problem. If you're not an all-star, you shouldn't be right. getting a, a, an almost super max deal. Right. I don't remember. I don't recall him playing amazing this past season. I don't even think I saw any highlights of him from this past season. <clears throat> and he obviously wasn't good enough to, get, to help get the Suns past uh, Dallas in the first round. So, no. Uh, I think this is a lot of money, so I think maybe it's because of the chemistry he has with the team combined with his ability to play. Maybe he just gels well well enough with Phoenix's style of ball that they said, this guy is good. We love having him around. We love what he brings to the team. He's worth it to us. You're asking me? I don't think so. I don't think he's worth, though, that amount of money, and I think it's definitely going to put Phoenix in a hot okay. spot in the coming cool. years. Cool. Then we're on an agreement. Yeah, yeah. That's the only uh, that's the only like argument that I could think of them making, yeah. but like they they're they don't they're running out of money to pay they're the guys that they need to. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh there is some uncertainty for the Nets. Um still questions as far as Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Uh I don't know, I don't remember if you guys talked about it last week, but Kevin Durant did request a trade. Mm-hmm. And he did have some desired landing spots, but as of right now, there has not been 
really any biters. Uh, everyone doesn't want to give up the big pieces that the Nets are asking for. Uh, so we don't know if that's going to you know, change anything. I think for the Nets, it makes the most sense to keep him there. But we'll see what happens. And then Kyrie is currently eyeing a move to the Lakers. Um, but the Lakers haven't made any moves. The current big three of Westbrook, AD, and LeBron uh, publicly, I guess, had a conversation not too long ago that they're all bought in together and want each other to stay. I know LeBron would probably love having Kyrie as a fantastic player. And obviously they did well together to win an NBA championship. But if the Lakers feel like they have all the pieces that they need, they just need to be healthy. You know, let's see what they can do. But that's all the NBA news we have. Cool. Real quick. I, I love the all-star jerseys this year. The all gold lettering. It looks very similar to our, like the Braves came out with their World Series jerseys. Yeah, it looks the very all gold. similar to it, and I really like them. Yeah, they look clean as can be. All right, um, that does it for episode forty-six. Go Braves! We're getting to the Mets.